Name three things Woody learned in the Toy Story franchise. You're I'm, too passionate about this. I haven't seen, I haven't watched Toy Story in a very long time. You just said you watched it at the gym. You said you wanted you watched Woody it at the gym? and Buzz to die. And no, I did not watch Sorry. Toy Story at the gym. Thanks <laughs> crying as he's doing chin-ups. Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', Fanny people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. I'm Jordan Daly Alamad. That's Nate Durf. All's Durf. And over there is Brandon Beck. Beck. And we are the, <laughs> we are the bosses of the hoops department at PullTapSports.com. Make that your homepage. And, um, dude, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say besides thank you. We've had two episodes that have cracked. Like Our last episode was the most downloaded episode. And the one before that was the most downloaded episode. So thank you for listening. I can't freaking believe it. We're growing. We're growing. We are, growing. We are so legit. The Timberwolves sent us the bobbleheads that come out tonight beforehand. Mm-hmm. For testing. Yeah. Stifle towers. Dude, guys, open. Can you open yours right now? I want you guys to see these. I remember like in like the mid 2000s when bobbleheads hit critical mass, like they were at Dick Sporting Goods mm-hmm. and the quality was starting to get plasticky and gross and like not very good. But these are like the Ooh. ceramic joints. Like they're heavy. Yeah, this is Ooh, detailed. Yeah. Break open the plastic. I want you to try and bobble it into the microphone so we can, people can hear the springing. All right. Huh. A little bobble ASMR the, for you. Yeah, these are nice. These are yeah. really good quality. Hold it up really close I, to the camera. I think they may. <laughs> I think they. I think the height's a little bit off. I think. Yeah, why way. is Cat taller than Rudy? Yeah. <laughs> I have a theory. Uh, I think Cat has higher shoes on. Like I think he's got yeah, bigger. Cat's like Cat's like four inches shorter than he's Rudy. Not, he's he's Cat's like two six and a half. And Rudy's like seven two. These are real, these are platform shoes. Um, did you see that J Mac like the mini mic thing that they do on on social now? I love that. I, I love, love it J-Mac. so much. So J Mac was interviewing Rudy about the bobbleheads, and he's like, "What do you think about these bobbleheads?" And Rudy did not. He, he, it was not a joke to him. It's he took like, it so seriously. Like he gave an actual analysis. analysis of it. He like looked at it for like three seconds, <laughs> formulating an opinion. I've come around on Rudy in a Dude, massive Rudy's way. Rudy's nice. Not so fast, pal. <laughs> not not ever, so since, fast, pal. ever since the not so fast, pal tweet, I really come around on him. And also he got a cat and also he dunks and we're winning. And we have Mike Conley now. So we have Mike yeah. Conley. And now. we do have Mike Conley. Which is gonna be a significant portion <laughs> of the show. It finally happened. So uh we're gonna we're gonna say our goodbyes to D We're gonna say hel- our hellos to Mike Conley. We're gonna do a Timberwolves dating game on February 16th, because it's close enough to Valentine's Day, so why not? Uh and the random wolf of the week. And maybe any bonus bits we come up with on the fly. And a little bit of a little bit of Western conference <gasps> level setting. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. That's right. That's right. As we enter the all-star break. But first, gentlemen, we have a new freaking sponsor, baby. Yeah. Take your hair and hygiene to the next level with Duke Cannon. Make some noise for Duke Cannon. Hey. Woo. We need like a cannon sound. <laughs> <Just> like, oh. <laughs> And then uh, freaking Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, is going to be like, let's say Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's talk to uh, Pultab about getting a cannon in, yeah. in studio. <laughs> a, well, you it's just like a small that's one. That's more of a green screen studio in St. Paul. Uh, well, thing. well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, City we'll ordinances. <laughs> Can we have, hey, uh, what's up, Melvin Carter? Can we have a cannon in this Do you guys building? have a form we can fill out for this? So our studio's in the basement of an apartment building. Can we have a cannon in it? <laughs> But whatever. Duke Cannon is a Minnesota company that makes hardworking grooming products for hardworking guys. That's a sick tagline. 
it goes hard, bro. As a marketer, I really like it. Uh, they got deodorants, beard care products, body wash, hair care, and more. My favorite product of theirs is uh, this thing called the Thick Body Wash. It's more viscous and like... You know, like when you have body wash and it kind of just goes through your fingers and like, you, yeah, you don't even know. Watered down. I didn't know it was a problem until I had it. I'm like, why is it thick? And then I was like, oh, I get it. So I was, I was showering this afternoon, which was weird. Thick body wash. Thick body thick wash. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> New tagline. <laughs> Duke, you can have that one for free, Mr. Yeah. Cannon. Dude, but like, so I was using it. It has like exfoliating properties on there. So I, I left the shower feeling like a better man than I was when I got in, which is always a positive. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Bay Rum scent, but maybe you want to try the Duke Cannon's Naval Diplomacy Thick Body Wash, uh, which is what the players in the Minnesota Wild use, which is a huge endorsement because hockey players come off the ice smelling like ass. So like the fact <laughs> that they go they're like, Duke Cannon, you have to help us out. That's a huge endorsement. Uh, Durf, you have the Naval Diplomacy uh, deodorant, right? Do a live smell. Live. <laughs> Put the deodorant Hold close on. to the mic and just. You guys smell that? That is the that is the scent of naval diplomacy, bergamot, and aquatic musk. So if you if you want your musk to be more aquatic than it already is, I think you're actually supposed to apply that directly to your navel. Um, because that's actually the smelliest part of you after a podcast recording. These are very specific products. <laughs> you need the full line to cover your your upper body. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we made it this far into the episode. With uh, just we kept it on the rails as best we could. Uh, do Cannon. Back to it. Get yours at Target uh, or at DukeCannon.com. If you go the digital route, use uh, the promo code PullTab10. For 10% off all Duke Cannon products, it's DukeCannon.com, two ends. We got promo code. We got a promo code, promo pull tab. Code. Pull tab is popping. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. How are the vibes, gentlemen? We are in it. Uh, things are going pretty good. Since we last recorded, we traded D'Angelo Russell. Goodbye, D'Lo. We received Mike Conley. Hello, D'Lo. Uh, Rudy hello, Gobert. D'Lo? No, sorry. Did I say hello, D'Lo? <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. You guys got me off my game with your funny bits during the ad read. Sorry. It's sorry. Uh, so, okay. We traded D'Lo. Goodbye, D'Lo. We received Mike Conley. Hello, Mike. <laughs> Uh, Rudy Gobert got a cat. Ant was named an all-star replacement. Austin Rivers got into a fight and got suspended. And then uh, we are three and three since we last recorded. So we are going to go around the table and discern the vibes. Uh, let's start with Brandon this week. Brandon, how are the vibes? Uh, I think the vibes are terrific. Mm. Uh, this is about as good of a as good as the vibes have felt for me personally at a time of recording. Um, Ant's an all-star, big W. He's got a he's got a signature shoe coming in the offseason, uh, disproving the you can't market yourself in a small market uh, big time, which is huge for just like the long-term health of the organization, yep. I think. Um, I am very publicly uh, not the biggest <laughs> D'Angelo Russell fan in the world, and I am also very publicly a gigantic Mike Conley fan, and I think that that trade is a home run. We'll get more into that when we start like doing the the where's the lie segment on on the trade. Uh, so I think that's all great. Coming off a great win against Dallas, I know the fourth quarter got a little got a little <sighs> shaky there, but that's I a, that's honestly don't explosion. know like yeah what you're supposed to do yeah. when Kyrie is going off like that. Um, and the cat return is looming. There was the weird Shams report where it's like they're hoping to get him back with like ten to fifteen games left in the season. I don't know. To me, it kind of feels more like he's right on the cusp after the All-Star break here because you you kind of like align the timelines with like 
when J-Mac started practicing and when Cat started practicing, like that timeline seems to line up and you've got this big nine day break with this the all-star man has been analyzed. This man thinks he's a doctor. I yes. There's a problem in the modern age with people <laughs> we, thinking they're doctors. The, it's like the Twitter I, doctor over here. So I just think the cat return is looming and that's obviously going to be a huge thing. Uh, going into this season, we thought cat was our best player. So getting yes. your best player who's been missing for 40 games back, hot take, good thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, is it a coincidence that Rudy got a cat as soon as he started playing with Cat? Ooh. I, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. That's I think a, that's a huge vote of confidence. That's a strategic move. For your teammate yeah. there. Um, but ultimately, I think now that the trade deadline is passed, you know, Ant's playing well, the All-Star game stuff, I think things are just a little more settled mm -hmm. where there doesn't feel like there's as much like variance in how things are going. It just kind of feels like the team is on an upward trajectory. I don't think we're, I don't think we're like all of a sudden going to shoot up the standings and win the West or anything, but I, I just think oh, things guy. feel, things feel like they've kind of fallen into place. There's a, there's a defined pecking order. And I just, for me personally, the vibes are immaculate. Jesus, we got rid of D'Lo. And he's like, this is the, yeah. best, thing, this is the best thing I've ever had. Durf, uh, Suddenly. Durf how, how would you discern the vibes, my friend? Um, I first I first just want to touch on, I, I seem to remember a time a few pods ago when I was talking about how good and positive the vibes are going because we were going to get our best player back. And then Beck uh, rained on the parade saying that it would throw a wrench into things and that adding him back in would... I, just, just to... That was because the point guard was D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> he's not okay. a point guard. Oh, he's a oh, guard. I, I honestly, oh, now he's got it. Yeah, um, I, I, I honestly think that with Mike yeah. Conley, oh, that transition yeah. is going to go much smoother. I, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you heard on the Dane Moore podcast them talking about how he has experienced, Conley has experienced playing both with Gasol and Rudy. So he has experience with the pick and roll type and then the pick and pop. So like, I definitely agree with you. And I think that's valid. And even though I think that you just are throwing that excuse out there, I'll let you have it because I do agree with it. And it's valid. Uh, I think so. I, I was I was going to say terrific. I wanted to see what other synonyms there are. Uh, you know, I'll say colossal. I'll say gigantic, tremendous, whacking. The, the vibe. Whacking. Whacking, whacking is a why, synonym. These are all synonyms for big, not good. <laughs> Apparently, the vibes are huge. Apparently, <laughs> terrific can mean size. Whack. Yeah, of like but, terrific but size. I want to circle back because Jelly's processing the fact that whacking is a synonym. <laughs> that's when D'Lo when so, D'Lo tweaking through. That's what Brandon was so doing. So I'm locking in the vibes are whacking. The vibes are gargantuan. The, the, the vibes are the wild, the wild, wacky. All right, bro. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. I will, I will echo just about everything that Beck said. Uh, this is, I think, this is just like uh, we're on a high. Uh, it feels like we're unstoppable. We aren't, but you know, <laughs> it feels like we're unstoppable. As Beck just said, we're, we're not going to have one consecutive game in like a month. <laughs> well, we've we're undefeated since we have Mike Conley. We have that's won a hundred. We lost to the Grizzlies. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. That's right. just wrong. Anyway, yeah. I, Fake I, news. I agree. We'll get into more of the Mike Conley discussion. But yes, we are getting Cat back. The vibes are good. Fans are starting to understand why maybe something, you know, maybe this is a great trade instead of being like wanting to burn the house down because they thought that Tim Connolly upended the yeah. organization again dude i love d'lo and like it's a good trade but whatever yeah. uh, i think the vibes are akin to when you first put a burger on the grill 
those are the grills, Spicy. dude. It's just freaking steamy. That's like yeah, it's steaming. promising. You know when you, you you smell the burger and you smell a little bit of that charcoal, you go, oh, that's what the vibes are. Like there are there are delicious things. This is a really good analogy Thank actually you. i just there's came up potential. with that as you were talking yeah. I, did, I forgot to prep this bit so i'm just flying by the seat of my soul um i can smell the burger and my mouth is watering and i'm so ready to taste it i'm so but ready it's not to taste yet? it yeah i can't eat it because it's raw meat yeah. but i see it okay i just want to say like yeah Boynton. for like the primed like we're ready we're excited we did our bit about the national media yeah. last show I was listening to the Ringer NBA show. No. On the way over here. You support Big Pod? I do like the I do like Ringer NBA wow. pods. Like, Justin Barrier, Big Waz, and Rob Mahoney all agree. The Timberwolves are on the up and up. Prime <gasps> for a run. Wow. And then we got the rumblings. And then Ryan no, and then and then yeah, Wav is tweeting about Jaden and yeah, Ant. Oh my god. And JJ Reddick. Says Reddick has always been a real one. And though. he yeah. says he's got a Wolves take in the chamber ready for like a good time. I wonder if that's guest. because Gerson, future guest JJ. I, I asked, mean, JJ, you're listening to this. I so. asked if he want to come on and that tweet's getting a lot of likes. So he's seeing it pop up in his notifications. Come on, JJ. <laughs> um, I wonder if JJ is just saying that because Gerson Rosas got his kids like custom twins jerseys. Yeah, he gave him like a whole basket yeah. when he tried to recruit him. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I had a hard time saying no to that. <laughs> like, get to, so Gerson. Yeah, but, the, but Gerson's with the Knicks now. Yeah, whatever. Okay, but uh, so Conley trade, we've been we've been we've been teasing it. We've been you know thinking about asking it to prom, and now we're going to talk about the Conley trade. But since this happened like a week ago, I want to try and streamline this conversation. So we've created a bit called "Where's the Lie." I have done my best to use my totally non-biased brain to discern um, what I think are the dominating opinions around the D'Lo Conley trade, um, and I. I didn't pick all of the statements. I tried to pick ones that I think craft the crunch wears no pants perspective based on what we talked about. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to say these statements as I have aggregated them. And then we're going to say whether we think it's a lie or if it's true and we agree with it. And feel free to expound as you see fit. Sound good? Sounds like a deal. Okay. Where's the lie? Mike Conley raises the floor of this team. Lie or fact? Um, I think that's a fact. I think there is an implied. Maybe I'm wrong here. I think there is an implied like this is about to be a 30 minute segment. I think there's an implied <laughs> that Mike Conley raising the floor of this team means that he doesn't raise the ceiling of this team. I think it's both. I I'm well on the record that I think the D'Angelo Russell inconsistency and mm-hmm. the defensive issues limited both the floor of this team, but I also think it limits the ceiling of this team. I think your playoff prospects, um, your crunch time consistency, all that stuff is going to be improved. And I mm. think that raises the ceiling of the team, you know, adding, giving more usage, kind of like a clear defined pecking order of usage between Ant, Cat when he's back, not having this like, well, like how does D'Lo fit into this all while he's kind of like giving away points on the other end. Yep. And so I agree, he raises the floor. I also think he raises the ceiling. Durf, do you yeah. have any, anything additional to add to that? Um, you can say no if you don't. No, I, I do. I just got confused when you said I I agree with both, and I was like, this one statement. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. I agree. I agree with both, um, but I think specifically with raises the floor. Like we've talked about this, he doesn't have. Yeah, he's a daddy, but he doesn't have the sex appeal on on the court Speak that for yourself, that Dilo does. His smile, I go, what's up? I sat on the court. 
I say he's still the daddy, but I'm saying like he he's not going to go on that like the offensive juggernaut a bit like tear that D'Lo went on. Yeah. However, he's going to be making a lot of the like Kyle Anderson smart plays that lead to other sexy moves on the court mm-hmm. by our, our big man. So I yeah. definitely don't think that he's going to turn over. I, I I think I maybe teased this on the last one, but like it is absurd. I was looking at the numbers and this year D'Lo has twice as many uh, turnovers as Conley in like mm-hmm. seven games less or yeah, something, yeah. which which is, which is a super big and, and like and like five probably five ish more minutes per game. So in in D'Lo defense, he is like playing a more heavy usage role, yeah, and more minutes in more games. So he's going to have more turnovers, but. I do agree that the turnover problem you is do, going to. You do agree that it's double. I don't. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I think double kind of overstates the. Yeah, gap. and that, that's what I mean is I'm putting it out there, but also with the caveat. Yes, there is. There's going. It's a risk reward thing. He's not playing as many minutes, and also, like it is kind of absurd because in that game gap, there's got he'd be averaging like six and a half turnovers in order to like close that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, all that to say is he's not going to be making those wild passes into the third row that D'Lo was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and fewer of the fewer of like the <clears throat> the picked off wide open layup passes. I yeah. saw a thing oh, on Twitter God. that was like the the removal of the take foul had like the most negative impact on D'Angelo he Russell's was great game because he was the king yeah. of when he did have those awful turnovers. He had such long arms. He could just reach out and grab. Yeah. Guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, going like I, I, I love your astute observation about the implications of like the ceiling thing. And I agree. I think Chalango was talking about this uh, on the CND NBA show when uh, they were talking about the trade. Like, there's the reality of D'Angelo Russell, and then there's the idea of D'Angelo Russell, and the idea of, of D'Angelo Russell is what gives him the stands, and mm-hmm. it's and and when it's like when it pops out, like when he goes on heaters, there I don't it, you're hard pressed to find a player more fun than D'Angelo Russell when he's hot, yeah, uh, and that's really noxious, especially for like like the fans, like we get so into it, and we fall in love with this guy, and he's doing the I like this swagger is unprecedented, but I'm um, seeing already like. Even the early part of the Memphis game and then the the Jazz game, uh, like when the offense is humming, mm-hmm. it's really fun it basketball. Really so yeah. I think this is a fact. We're going to move on to the second one because, again, we're trying to blow through this, but not really. Um, okay, fact or lie, D'Angelo Russell will have better stats for the Lakers than Mike Conley will have for the Timberwolves. I see a lot of D'Lo stands throwing that out. They think that's a reality. Yeah, I mean, I, I – that's a it depends. Thing. Yeah, it depends on like the stats you're talking about. I mean, he's going to average more like high high end. Yeah, he's, he's going to more average points, more points line. per game, and he's going to probably shoot a higher percentage on like a higher usage. Um, I think it's six of one, half dozen of another. Like the more advanced stats, like mm-hmm. box plus minus and win shares and stuff like that. But I think yes, it. I think to the average person looking at a basketball reference page, they are going to casual. They are going yeah. to make the assertion that D'Angelo Russell is having a better season yeah. than Mike Conley. I think that puts a bow on it. Next one. I'm excited to hear Brandon's answer for this one. Uh, that's right. Dirk, you know, I looked at you like, Ooh, I got him, but you don't know the questions. Um, D'Angelo Russell, or no true or false. D'Angelo Russell deserves our praise and thanks for his tenure with the Timberwolves. I, I think I agree with that. Um, he's seething inside. Yeah, he's like, no, so I, I think like D'Angelo Russell was a very important player on one of the better teams in Timberwolves history. 
last year. I do think though that there's the, a ceiling. The D'Angelo Russell tenure is to me has always been just kind of like a little bit worse than we were hoping for at like almost every turn. Mm-hmm. Like we acquired him in the trade with the idea that he was going to be like the James Harden of this team. And then that didn't happen. So we kind of lowered expectations. And then like we drafted Anthony Edwards. So that kind of like interrupted the him and cat duo thing. And then when guys got hurt, he was never quite good enough to he, like. He got us Anthony Edwards. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he was, but good like call. when like guys were hurt, he was never like quite good enough to carry the team on his own. And there was just there was always like a lot of caveats of like ifs and whens and hot and cold. But I think at the core of it, he was the point guard on, and I, I, I he was very important and very impactful last season in a limited de- in a scheme that l- defensive scheme that limited their ceiling allowed him to kind of do the things he's good at defensively but we saw against the Memphis against Memphis in the playoffs the size we were required to play with and like the exhaustion just cost you so much on the glass and good three-pointing shoot- shooting teams can can pick it apart so mm-hmm. i think he limited the ceiling but i don't think his time with the Timberwolves was as disastrous as something we'll talk about a little later in this Where's the Lie as like the Andrew Wiggins tenure, I don't think he deserves any praise mm-hmm. for his time with the Timberwolves. You don't, like, you don't like empty stats? I don't think Andrew, I think Andrew Wiggins was nothing but disappointing in his right, let's time save it. with let's the Timberwolves. Save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting too Yeah, that's great. Uh, I just think about how D'Angelo Russell provided so much excitement and fun and electricity for the for the fan base when they're like coming off a t- like a like a six year drought where there wasn't much, you know, we, with Ricky gone. Well, I guess he wasn't gone for six years, but like it was kind of a lull. So to have him block Jimmy at the rim with like his his mm-hmm. third or fourth game here was crazy. The playing game was crazy. The Sixers game was crazy. So it it's just I mean shit. That's uh, you're right. That's more than Wiggins ever did. Yeah, yeah. Wiggins hit one long half quarter to win a game, which was again it was very fun. Game, nice. Uh, what's up, Derf? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with everything you guys have said. I think he ushered in a more sustainable uh, winning tenure or uh, culture. Culture. Yeah. Um. So it's hard not to associate a lot of the fun that we've had with him. Oh, like the fans and, too. Good and, call. Yeah. And so, um, I absolutely agree with that. I also, I think we, maybe you talked about it, like the. <laughs> The like he can be good when he wants to be good, and then he can be crap when he wants to be crap. And I cut it's hard not to see a lot of that in just like the effort that he's put forth, not only on the defensive side, but just in general. The like, the like knowing that he kind of hated being here. I know we'll talk about this later, but being here with Gobert and didn't see long term success mm-hmm. there. And so maybe he was like, I'm just gonna like kind of like go through the motions, and then I'm gonna get super hot leading up to the trade deadline so I can increase my value. Genius. Anyway. Thank you, D-Lo. Yes, thank you, D-Lo. Um, next one. Mike Conley will make us love Rudy Gobert. Fact or lie? Durf, start this one. Um, We already love Rudy Gobert. That's true. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's a lie. I think Mike Conley will make us love Mike Conley. Oh, that's kind of wholesome. But, or I guess, well, okay, extension of the question, Mike Conley will make us love Tim Conley. I have no qualms with Tim Connolly. Oh, yep, dude. <laughs> Am I projecting? He's projecting. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think he might. I think I think he will. I think he will 
Uh, he's going to raise the ceiling of how much we can love Rudy. Because uh, I think oh. I think we already love Rudy. Uh, but yeah, I think, he has a cat now. I think that some of the frustration, not, not that we've had a ton of it, but I think that we know that Rudy can get frustrated when he's not involved. And having D'Lo led to some of that. I think that this will forego some of that. We're about to get the we're about to get the nasty Gobert blocks up into like the, into like the two hundreds. <laughs> they're gonna he's go. Gonna, he's gonna swallow like this. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like the DeAndre Jordan pass last season that went like into the third yes. row, but it's just gonna be a block. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot wait for Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals when Rudy just swats the shit out of D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I, I, like the scenario where the Lakers are playing the Wolves <laughs> in the Lakers, Conference Finals. Dude, you, we have to be Lakers fans. <laughs> Oh, we gotta I, be. I'm just, we'll get to it in the Western Conference level setting. I think people are underestimating how far out of just the picture you the doubt LeBron, are right now. You doubt the D'Angelo yeah, Russell D'Lo's meter? stats are gonna be so nice, dude. <laughs> dude, D'Lo's just a consummate Laker now that I think about it. Like, he just needs, like... I mean, he was yeah. he was born a yeah. Laker, basically. Yeah. I might cop a jersey. I'm such a stan. God damn it. Uh, let's see. We kind of touched on this one earlier, but uh, D'Angelo Russell deserves some credit for the development of Anthony Edwards. Fact or lie? I mean, I I think this is false. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's I, hard to know, but we're not in the locker yeah, room, so we can't it's, tell. It's impossible to know. Um, I'm just more apt to credit guys like Patrick Beverly. Some hater ass And shit. Ricky Rubio. I have thoughts on this. Austin Rivers. Um, I don't think, I don't think D'Angelo Russell is like a bad guy or anything. I think they were a bad on-court fit. And I think playing with guys that and don't. And D'Lo? Yeah. They were like the best backcourt in the like. When they that's what they, that's what all the ringer people are saying is that a casual ass take. Well, they like statistically they were not a good backcourt, but they were so much fun. Like I just they think, were hot. They were hot. They were hot and they were fun. I, yeah, I I just think that yeah. playing with guys that don't fit with you <clears throat> stunt your development more than they help it. Um, Ooh, Durf, do you have a counter or a supplementation? Uh, well, and also to your point, like it's not like there was a lot of mentee mentor like type thing type relationship. Yeah, I mean, I like think they're friends. Did, I think but. he certainly, I, I think he certainly pro- probably like taught him some like ins and outs of being a pro and stuff like that. Right. But I would credit guys like I said, like Ricky Rubio and Patrick right. Beverly and Austin Rivers more. He wasn't you know, taking than, under like, his D'Angelo wing. Russell there. Mm-hmm. Like, those, yeah. like those are mentors, but D'Lo's just yeah. a friend. To Andy, yeah, basically. I think D'Lo's okay. just. I think you can credit the development of Anthony Edwards as much to D'Lo as you can to any. To Wancho. that he played with. Not that dissimilar, though, because, like, Wancho is also, like, revo- like revered as, like, a great teammate. Like, everyone who plays with Wancho loves Wancho. Wancho got Ant in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Was, you, say, so did you see them competing in that, in <laughs> yeah, that film? Insane. Uh, so my counterpoint is that I think that D'Lo deserves a ton of credit <gasps> because of his lack of on-court success. <laughs> D'Lo, I think that D'Lo forced Ant to try harder to try to win games. Um, it was it was very much a converse way of getting like Ant had to give a shit on defense because he had to exactly, make up for D'Lo. Exactly. Like, D'Angelo Russell that, inadvertently created a first team all defense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, D'Lo. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, Mike Conley eases the reintegration of Carl Anthony Towns. We already talked about this. I think that's a fact. It's a massive fact. I, yeah, I would say fact for yeah. sure. I think just no but like I, I've said this a couple times already, but I just think a clear defined pecking order um, yeah. helps with that. I think. Yeah. I think when it's like Ants the guy, Cats the release valve, Mike Conley makes everything work compared to is Ant the guy, but the ball's in D'Angelo Russell's hands and 
He's got the responsibility of getting these other two guys involved, but he's only really effective when he's also getting his. It's, so. a, lot, it's a lot of high usage basketball, yeah. ball dominant. And when it works, it's great. But uh, this is just more, again, a floor raising type thing, yeah. like definitively. Mm-hmm. Dirk, any color to add there? You're the color commentator with your yeah. blue ass shirt. Yeah, it is very blue ass. Well, not really. It's just the font. It's just the one. Oh, it's no, a white no. shirt. Okay. Uh, no, I, I mean, you. I echo every sentiment you guys have. He is going to make basketball a lot easier for everyone on the team. Which is what you want off a point yeah, guard. Exactly. Uh, if the mic. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was a better fit for the Wolves than Andrew Wiggins ever was. Fact or lie? Absolutely. Big 100%. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go, yeah. But wait a minute. Andrew Wiggins is an amazing fifth option on a, on a ring caliber team. Uh, doesn't mean he's better than D'Lo. I think Andrew Wiggins is objectively a better player at this point in his career than D'Angelo Russell is. I don't think that was ever going to happen. With the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think that's a direct result of playing with Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Like you said, him being the fourth, fifth option on the team helps a lot. But I think Andrew Wiggins just like kind of sleptwalked through mm-hmm. six years with the Minnesota Timberwolves and underachieved and put up a lot of empty stats. But even the stats weren't that good. He was yeah. tremendously inefficient. He faded in and out on defense contrary to D'Angelo Russell, who I just don't think is capable of playing good defense because of physical limitations, we've seen with Andrew Wiggins that if he had just given a shit, he would have been an all-defense caliber player. So, I like... I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell fan. I despise Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, we hit a lot of triggers on, uh, on yeah, Beck here. We got to give him some time. Yeah, yeah. Him take a time off the yeah. pod. Beck's going to go yeah. uh, do some heavy breathing. Heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Just throughout the rest of the pod. Brandon's got the Andrew Wiggins flashlight ready to go. Jeez. You know, they say love and hate are a half a degree <laughs> apart. Uh, yeah. No, I mean... Everything, everything that was already said. His his stats were empty. There was just like not even a modicum of success while he was here. Modicum, modicum, <laughs> modicum. Andrew Wiggins is flashlight, uh, except for when we played like OKC and. Well, he definitely I mean, had the there, there, inconsistent flashes. There, there was the, there was the like four teams that he'd put up like forty points against. But yeah, I mean, all, all this to say is yeah, there's got every team you have to have a guy who averages twenty points. He was that guy. There, it didn't lead to any success, and he just wasn't a good fit for our team, which is the question. And I don't he think stole a bunch of money from yeah. Glenn Taylor. <laughs> well, but he looked him in the eye and he lied. <laughs> Ate all their lasagna, looked him in the eyes, and robbed them. Dude, I heard, I heard Andrew Wiggins pulled a full-on Kirby and just went... <laughs> it was incredible. He actually ate a granite countertop. Gosh. <laughs> okay, la- right, yeah. last one. If the Mike Conley trade yields all the positives, the consistent effort, the better defense, a fully utilized and engaged Gobert, etc., all the Tim Conley naysayers owe him a big time apology written on lined paper and mailed the Mayo Clinic Square. I think it all just depends on on team success. I think if if the Timberwolves are good for the next five years, then we really can't say anything about the trade. If the Timberwolves are bad and start giving away lottery picks to the Jazz and Walker Kessler is awesome, I don't think there's going to be really any escaping. I'm out of Walker Kessler after Luca put him in the blender. I'm done. 
Trash. I, but also, I'm I'm not a Tim Connolly naysayer. I'm just talking about all the people on Twitter that might be Tim Connolly naysayers. No one in this room. Here's, here's, yeah. no one, here's the deal. Sneaky. It, like I said, it's all about team success. If the Timberwolves are good, everyone's going to forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. Winning winning covers up a lot. And Man, I think, we had one we had one blowout of the Jazz, and I already forgot about <laughs> it. <laughs> and like none of them played. It was just no, Ant and a yeah. bunch of bench guys. Wait, what was the what was the the Jazz well, game? Yeah, what? and Conley. Wait, no, what was no. The, what was the game we just won? That was, cheese. What was the, what was the what was the game was we just the won? Mavs. The Mavs. Mavs. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they of did. Course. They didn't blow them out. They won by three. <laughs> yeah. Who but was, they built was the twenty-four point lead or twenty-eight. What was the game with Luca and Kyrie yeah. with the well, blue and green? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Durf, any anything to add before Brandon's final order? Uh, <laughs> execute order sixty-six. Oh gosh. <laughs> order ten. D'Angelo Russell's a Jedi. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I've ne- I've also never been a naysayer. I decided to have a tempered approach in uh, analyzing Tim's moves. You are giving me the most aggressive stare, and I love it. <laughs> I want to give you a big hug. That's um, nice. I I mean, yeah, it's wins are going to be good. Winning well, heals everything. I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, shit, dude. We started to win, and Rudy started to do thunderous dunks, and I was like, wait a minute, I can take out my Rudy jersey again. <laughs> yeah. So um, by whatever means necessary. Yeah. yeah. I, all right. Uh, Brandon, you have some, you have the, the final order. We are a yeah. pro episode nine, the rise of Skywalker pod. So give <laughs> us the final order. Okay. So I just have like a, I call this my warning on mm-hmm. evaluating the trade. I call it your final order. <laughs> so basically, and I'll approach this from, from two sides. So I'll start with the D'Angelo Russell side, because it's going to be a little more negative and I'll finish with the positive on Mike Conley. So my warning on evaluating the D'Angelo Russell side of this is we talked about the box score stuff. It's don't just look at the box score. The box scores for D'Angelo Russell are going to look good. He is going to average a lot of points. He's going to shoot well. He's going because he's the third option on the team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So the stats are going to look good, but we know we've watched D'Angelo Russell now for, for three years. We know that the box score doesn't tell the whole story with D'Angelo Russell. Now that we're not watching him every day, we don't see the missed assignments in transition defense. We don't see him not fighting through screens. We don't see him not boxing out and, and blowing offensive rebounds. Like that stuff is going to fade away in your mind when you're not watching him every day. So it's going to be really easy to look at box scores, look at how many points per game and how many assists per game he's averaging and be like, man, that sucks. We traded that guy. He was so good. I challenge you to remember the why. he That's who he was with us too. Mm-hmm. And remember the why of what made him so frustrating. Why the inconsistency and stuff like gave us this negative... Uh, view of him. Do you have a also part of that is like is it like the asset management type? Yeah, you're gonna hit that. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, and 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 also remember that we got another player in three second round picks, and we're going. D'Angelo Russell was more than likely going to be gone next season, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not we made this trade. And then the last point on D'Angelo Russell, we're already starting to see it. The national conversation is going to now spin positive on D'Angelo Russell. Now people are going to talk about how awesome D'Angelo Russell is because he's on the Lakers. Don't just blindly believe that. Like we just talked about this on the last show. The national 
like the moment he got traded, the mo- when he was on the Timberwolves, it was this untradeable albatross. He's dragging the Timberwolves down. He's the worst player in the NBA. And the moment he was rumored to be being traded to the Lakers, everyone goes, oh my gosh, what an amazing get for the Lakers. This great floor spacer. He can guard a little bit. He plays at this tremendous pace. He controls the pace. This is what an awesome trade for the Lakers. We know that's just because it's the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. So we talked last week about not formulating your opinions off of what national people are talking about. People who do your own research. Exactly. So watch your reels. It's fine if you don't like the trade. I'm just saying, remember that you have to watch D'Angelo Russell to understand the entire experience. Also, it's totally possible that it's a win-win. D'Lo can thrive against LeBron and Mike can be what we need here. And I can be thankful for my time with D'Lo and we, I can love my time with Mike. Exta- exactly. We've talked extensively that this is very much a fit trade. Yeah, exactly. And so that transitions well to the Mike Conley side of this. I implore people it's to... Like a pastor. <laughs> I implore people to pay attention to Mike Conley when he's in the game and appreciate the little things that he does because that's where the value in this trade is going to come. We've talked about, once again, he's not going to average... 20 points per game. He's not going to have those six for seven from three fourth quarters that that carry you to a win. But what he is going to do is he's going to fight through screens. He's not going to get burned in transition. He's not going to have backbreaking turnovers. He's going to fight through screens and continue defending. He's going to do all those little things. So I implore people to notice those little things and appreciate those little things because those are things that are not easy to notice when you're not paying attention to the game. And that is the value that he is bringing to the team. It's fun to watch him calculate like his moves. Cause you know, the first couple of games I was hunting in on, I'm like, Ooh, number 10, that's actually competent. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like him pull down long rebounds, like things that when you watch them happen, you just think they're things that everyone does. But just remember that a week ago that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, also I implore you, to like it's gonna put the ball in Ant's hands way more. It's gonna put the, yeah. it's gonna put the ball in Cat's hands way more. Even if it's just like a catch and shoot, park him in the corner with your broken ass sprained it, ankle. Yeah, uh, exactly. So calf. that's really that's my that's my warning of evaluating the trade is basically don't just blindly read box scores and pay attention to the little things that Mike Conley does. I like that. Uh, Dur, if you have anything else to add, or do you want to just agree with it and we can move on? <laughs> I agree. <clears throat> I agree with it. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to score as many points, but he's going to lead to way more points scored. And or less which, points which scored is, on Which the is why, yeah, you're right. Um, which is why Beck is saying what he's saying. You need to watch to see the impact he has on the game because recaps aren't going to do it. Which we love what we do love I also, basketball. I also love how <laughs> your first part about D-Lo is just like that girl that you broke up with. Don't look at her Instagram yeah. and assume <laughs> like she, yeah. you remember why it didn't work. Exactly. The grass is, not, the grass is scorched earth that isn't right. that greener. I know that's fire, but you got to remember how crazy she was. <laughs> exactly. Like this is a very like you need to start doing this for people that like left their ex that they keep getting back together. Exactly. Your ex is D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> That's it amazing. just doesn't work. All, All right, right, that's it. Well, let's... we've hit on we've hit on the Timberwolves. We hit on uh, our Western Conference foe, the Lakers. But Brandon, you have a Western Conference check in for us. Yeah, so we can kind of fly through this. Um, we don't need to go like too deep. We into never everything. fly through any segment. <laughs> so I have forty five minutes. It's later. always it's always long. I basically like 
it's just like a quick check-in of the teams that the Wolves are like, quote unquote, competing with for seeding and playoff positioning, um, where they are in relation to the Wolves. And then I have like a one sentence elevator pitch on kind of the state of that team. So we'll start at the top and work our way down to the bottom. Uh, so the team, the the highest team that the Wolves are competing with is the Sacramento Kings. They are currently in third place. Uh, they are two and a half games above the Timberwolves. Uh, and the elevator pitch for the Sacramento Kings is they have been the healthiest team in the NBA this season. They have a great offense and they have a terrible defense. Uh, so I guess my question to you guys is, how are you feeling about the Timberwolves prospects of catching or passing the Sacramento Kings? Do you view that as a team we are in league with? Yeah. I mean, young team plays fast. Uh, I think we can catch them now, especially with the Conley, since we're more disciplined. I think we kind of can play. Yeah. We were the Kings are us this year. Yep. Uh, so I think we have I think we have experience on our side with adding Rudy, mm-hmm. uh, freaking Kyle, uh, Mike. I think we can catch them. Yeah, I agree. Um, they've been ri- they've been ridiculously healthy. I don't know if that holds up. I also feel like injuries lead to offensive or mm. uh unproductivity offensive unproductivity and if that's what why they're winning games. some of the flow exactly yeah. and and if that's how they're winning games and they don't have very good defense that's going to be hard to sustain i, I, I mean, think we, i think we can catch up i mean even if they are healthy like like us in the playoffs the game changes you can key in on De'Aaron yeah. fox so and i'm talking more about move. the regular season yeah. though so, yeah right. so for me i view the kings as a team that are i don't think they're in a class above the timberwolves but i do think Two and a half games in like 25 games is a lot mm-hmm. to make up. Uh, so that's a that's a tall order for me, but they are in striking distance and I don't view them as some juggernaut that yeah. is uncatchable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next team, uh, the Phoenix Suns are in fourth place. They are one and a half games ahead of the Timberwolves. The elevator pitches, they are playing well since Devin Booker came back and Kevin Durant looms after the <laughs> <Yeah>. All-Star break. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm intrigued because Mikael Bridges was like, you know, the glue and a really impactful player for them, but you're replacing him with Kevin Durant. So yeah. I don't, I, I mean, <sighs> I think there's a chance the Suns end up second. I think they could pass the yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, there's a world where Kevin Durant shows up on the Suns and they're like awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just don't see a team with Booker and Kevin Durant failing. I mean, that's I two of the, two of the yeah. 10 to 15 ish best players in the NBA. Like Kevin Durant, one of the three, Best players in the NBA, five best players yeah. in the NBA. Like, and they're still kind of deep. Like, they didn't totally trade away. Josh Akogi, Josh Akogi, super I mean, well for yeah, them right now. He's yeah. averaging twenty a game the last three games. Good for him. He looks great in a Suns jersey. That he's might also, be a he's averaging twenty a game the last three games. Yeah, what? He's shooting like he's <laughs> shooting really well, but he's also a great fit next to it in a on a yeah. team with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant, who like don't need that much space and can just kill from the mid range. And then he can just defend his ass yeah, just off take yeah. the best, the best offensive player. In I'm glad offense. Phoenix. I'm also glad that Phoenix fans are like giving him his flowers right away. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, go Josh. Yeah. Josh yeah, Kogi exactly. rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think they're catchable. I no. think they're primed for a big run. Yeah. I, which makes me sad. Cause when we were doing our preseason predictions, I was like, Oh, they're going to have a fallback to earth this year. And I was they really did. i they definitely did, but now it's not going to, they got Kevin. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You just can't bet against KD. All right, the next team, the Los Angeles Clippers, are one game up on the Minnesota Timberwolves. The elevator pitch for them is they are a veteran team with lots of depth that looks bored by the regular season. <laughs> yeah, I think we catch them, but I'm, yeah. I don't want them in the playoffs. I'm scared of the Clippers. They're just a nightmare matchup for us. Um, maybe that changes with Conley and like the gelling of 
maybe that's you know twenty two like old last year. Timberwolves mm-hmm. still in my brain, but the Clippers kind of scare me just because who knows like is Kawhi gonna play in there? Like what if he plays in the last twenty? Their, or their second unit is like unbelievably good. Yeah, you know losing Kennard makes me sad because like that's a, yeah. But they replaced him with who they Bone, Bones Highland, Eric oh, right. Gordon. Oh yeah. Um, Mason Plumley, who has like been awesome this season. Yeah. yeah, where did that come from? So yeah, I, I think we catch them, but I don't want them in the playoffs. Are they still playing? Is Man still kind of like the ball, primary ball handler? Yeah, because they they traded uh, Reggie Jackson. Oh, okay. And then Bones and is kind of coming. They off. bought out John Wall or traded John Wall, and he got bought out or something. Is, is Bones just leading the second unit then? Or I mean, he's not leading the second yeah. unit. It's a lot of Norm Powell, who's been like terrific for them off the bench. Okay. For me, I think. Deep. I think the Clippers are catchable, but I don't think I don't think the Clippers are going to fall below the Timberwolves. I think they would have to I think the Timberwolves would have to go on a run okay. to catch them because I don't think the Clippers are going to go 20 and 5 to finish the season, mm-hmm. but I don't think the Clippers are going to go I don't think the Clippers also are going to go like 10 and 15. I think they're probably going to play a few games over 500 because like I said, they kind of just look bored by the regular season. Yeah. Right. Most nights. Um, I think, but I think they're a good team and I think they're primed for like a big playoff run too. I, Super just, deep. They're like, they're an enigma though. Cause it's always like, Oh, the Clippers are coming and they're never coming. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Next yeah. team. Uh, they fake they, it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. (laughs) The next team is the Dallas Mavericks. They are tied with the Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves do own the tiebreaker with them because we went two and one against them. Uh, The elevator pitch for the Mavericks is they are basically just Luka and Kyrie, but who knows? That might be enough. (laughs) I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it it is really hard to project like what that team looks like and if they gel and Kyrie is just a loose cannon. I don't know. I love that tweet that was like, put Kyrie in Dallas when JFK got shot. He's going to do some amazing <laughs> yeah. independent research. I I think the Timberwolves are a lot better than the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks yeah, but have... Luka and Kyrie, though. Yeah, but... That's, that's a good point I think you the, have there. But the difference between Luka and Kyrie and Kawhi and Paul George is Kawhi and Paul George are guarding people. I mean... You can just hang 140 on the Mavericks like it's nothing. You don't believe in Reggie Bullock? <laughs> if Reggie Bullock is your best defender and he's funneling guys to a Dwight Powell center. <laughs> oh my I just, god. I, I think I don't yeah. I don't buy it with the Mavericks. I obviously with Luka and Kyrie, there's yeah. those two guys catch a heater, they could win a bunch of games in a row and go on a run, but I don't think that's that good a basketball team. I think that's two really good players in a bad basketball. Yeah, team. I mean you're you're any injury away from being a bad basketball team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're a vaccine away. Luca from- <laughs> Luca turns an an- Luca turns an ankle. Kyrie learns something about JFK. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're rolling out. God knows who Mark yeah, I Cuban. Even, I don't even know who's on that team. I hope he does learn something about JFK. All right. I next- need Kyrie to go on a ringer. <laughs> just, just some wild stuff. All right. Next team. We are now to the teams that are behind the Timberwolves in the oh standings. The New Orleans fun. Pelicans are a half game behind the Timberwolves, and the elevator pitch for them is Zion had another injury setback. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. Me and Allie, my wife, were like, oh, man, like Zion's out again? Because we were kind of like enjoying like just his brute mm. game and how – how he's so fast and explosive. Like, it's really fun when Zion's healthy, but then it happened again. It's like, oh, shit. Like, is he just going to be, like, the second or third option yeah, like, on a big minutes restriction, I mean, like another team? The what could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're awesome when they have Zion. They're not when they don't. It's really, like, 
kind of just that simple. They got they got blitzed by the yeah, Lakers they did. last night. Yeah, they, 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 they lost by like 30 yeah, The Lakers something. were 0-2 with D'Angelo Russell before The that. national media will have you believe, though, <laughs> wait, that they're... <laughs> wait, they, they're 0-2 with D'Lo? They're 1-2 now. Okay. I thought they were like... Everyone's talking about how great they are. I, I saw D'Lo throw a no look oop to AD. I had I'm the like, oh my same God. thing where I saw it, like there's a headline on whatever ESPN last night, and it made you think they were just like like on a three game win streak clobbering these teams. And I was like, at the time, they were yeah. winning by like five to the yeah. Pelicans in the in the second quarter oh, or something. Congrats, yeah, yeah. So yeah, once again, I think the I think the Pelicans are. I would be disappointed if the Timberwolves finished behind the Pelicans. Yeah. yeah, I want the Pelicans to like rise with us though. I'm like young teams, let's get it. I think I think the Pelicans' long term future, if they can ever get Brandon Ingram and Zion healthy at the same time, is is bright. Mm-hmm. I just think they they need Zion, and no. yep. it doesn't look like he's going to play again this year. That's that makes what me is sad. what's his injury? Is a hamstring? Okay, he lost his. He lost his hamstring. <laughs> he, he got it, it removed. It was gone. Yeah, he woke up like oh! He was in a Saw movie. It was oh. crazy. All right, Good special effects. Next team, the Golden State Warriors are one game, a full game behind the Timberwolves. Take the elevator that. pitch for them. Great at home, terrible on the road, and no one knows if or when Steph is coming back. Yeah, the Steph thing's a big thing for me. Uh, you can't. I don't want to. You know, God take the player of a generation. <laughs> being God. The Warriors are better when they have Steph. <laughs> One of the Dude, greatest was, offensive players of all time. I was traipsing around Warriors Twitter. They're over Steph. They want him to go away. Really? They're what's the this me? Yeah, yeah. Come, come on, come, come on, on, Steph. Come on. Yeah. Imagine if we had Steph to the the Timberwolves. Ooh, imagine like, if we drafted. Yeah. Again, it's like I know we're talking. Yeah, but we couldn't have possibly had no. done that. We wouldn't have had two chances to do that. The Ricky, yeah, but imagine yeah. the Timberwolves without Sorry. Ricky, the great Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn years. No, no, yeah, yeah. The, the pick was when my dad and I were always like, it's obviously Ricky and Steph. And it was like Ricky and Johnny. We're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, the regular season, I think maybe we beat them. I don't know. It's it's. But, I mean, how do you bet against the pedigree of this so current era? You have of to, yeah, you have to forget the team that you're playing. I mean, it, it, you're right. It's contingent on Steph. Yeah, but like. But Jordan Poole, they're kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I am not a Jordan. No, Poole I'm not guy. either. If I'm not a Russell guy, he's I Wiggins. cannot be a Jordan Poole guy. Man, yeah, watching the true. Warriors Wolves game, watching Jordan Poole get more whistle than Anthony Edwards irked me. Yeah, more than most things like that irked yeah. me. Um, yeah. so this is my take on the Warriors. What is it? I think as if we're rooting for the Timberwolves to finish ahead of the Warriors, we gotta be pushing hard. For them to stack as many losses as possible while Steph is out. Yes. Yeah. Dig a like, hole. Like they are the team. If in because it, it's all you know they always do that. It's always the thing where it's like, oh, these two teams we're competing with in the standings are playing each other. I don't know who to cheer for. While Steph is out, always cheer for the team <laughs> that is playing against the Warriors because. When he comes back, they're going to be awesome. Yeah. So we want to build as much of a gap between yes. them while he's out. All right. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Next team. We got four left. <laughs> We're cutting out. Uh, no, what's going on? <laughs> I'm breaking up. I love when you don't skip words. <laughs> the next team, the next closest team to the Timberwolves in the yes. 10 seed right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. They are one and a half games behind the Timberwolves. The elevator pitch for them. They are young. They are fun. They are cohesive. And they have Shay. Oh, shy. He said it was shy. Like, oh, yeah. I think it is shy. Yeah. It is shy. SGA. Um, no. If we fall, if the Thunder 
are ahead of us, something Sad. horrible is going wrong. They're fun though. They're they really, fun. really they play, fun. They play so hard. What if they get Wemby? And they got the two, they got the two Jalen Williams who are both awesome. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. fun. What if they get what if they what if they what if they decide to mail it in and they get Wemby? And then Chet Holmgren comes back. And they the have longest, Poku, the longest Poku. team, the highest. <laughs> they got to trade for Bull Bull. The, t- the tallest and skinniest team overall, <laughs> highest average height and lowest average weight. I'm, I'm telling you, if the if the Chet injury doesn't happen this year, the Thunder might be like low key awesome. Yeah, like the Thunder might be better than the Kings if they just had Chet. I, I'm, I'm Dude, cheering for the Thunder. I, I love Shy so much. Yeah, he's he's fun, so cool. he's so fun to watch, and he and his Instagram he, captions. He does, yeah, but what, what love, are they? I don't see him. Oh, them. they tweet him all You're, the time. He's got great Instagram. I love captions. like when I I went to a couple of games and saw him play live, and it's like he does some of the wild stuff that Ja does, but he doesn't. Like he doesn't have a mouth for the refs. Like he just he'll just walk down the court. Well, he did a thing earlier in the season where he like he like complimented the refs or something. He was like, man, the ref's job is so hard. Like I'm never going to complain about my whistle. And then after that, he got the best yeah. whistle in the NBA Dude, for like I'm a month. Telling you. I'm telling you. Carl. <laughs> Take <laughs> notes. <laughs> you got to do this, dude, because the whistle's bad. Swallow the pride. Um, compliment the refs. But yeah, I agree. It would be, that would be a disaster scenario if the Thunder finish ahead of the Wolves. I would, point. Yeah, I would be real sad. But you can't really rule it out. They're only a game and a half back. That's crazy. Uh, the next team, two games behind the Timberwolves. Who is it? The Utah Jazz. The elevator pitch for the Utah Jazz is despite their best efforts, they just keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> I like Lori. I like former Wolf Lori Markkinen and Walker Kessler. Um, no team wants to be worse, but can't. Like they just can't, yeah, they can't get too much hard. getting in their own way. <laughs> like they traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. They're awesome. They trade Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. They're still chugging along. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think, uh, I think the wheels will fall off soon. At least I hope so. I think yeah. they're going to, I think, I think eventually so because of how aggressively they keep trying to tank, I feel like eventually there's like a Lori Markinen phantom injury yeah. or something. Or, or like Russ suits up. Or like, yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lead tanking key, move would yeah, be to have key. Russ like give him 40 minutes a game. <laughs> oh, what geez. a wild turn of events. I thought, weren't we pretty certain that he was going to get bought out on that contract? Or I mean, well, but if they're trying to I tank, know. No, I mean, that is, a, that is a really Although, smart move. Uh, the report is today he's meeting with the Clippers. You want a great, you want a great sign for the Wolves? If yes. Lake Clippers <laughs> sign Russ and make him your starting point guard, yeah. I would like it. I would that would make me that's sad because like Russ used to be like one of my favorite players. He might still be, but also like from a strategy. Thing, did you like, see that? Do you see that interview where that girl now do? Yeah. I know, but that girl interviewed him. That little like she's like oh, a and she was like nice reporter. To him? Yeah, and she was giving him compliments, and you could see his like he he he's so sad. Yeah, and just that little bit of joy just did so much for Russ him. Russ is so fun and animated. It's hard not. To, I, I don't know. I just think about like the twelve years of fun animated Russ. I go, oh, the last three or whatever. It's whatever. You know. Yeah. All right, we got two more of these to Who get is through. It? Uh, this team also two games behind the Timberwolves, the Portland Trail Blazers. Their elevator pitch is Dame. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, we're gonna finish ahead of them, but they're Dame the will team. Make it they're the team that's behind us, uh, aside from like a, a Warriors with Steph that scares me the most because they have so much offensive firepower. They just can't guard anybody. Yeah, yeah. I agree with everything. And the last so. team, I'm being pretty liberal including them here because they're three and a half games behind the wolves uh the lakers three and a half games behind the timberwolves 
The elevator pitch for them is they suck, but they have LeBron and Anthony Davis. And D'Angelo Russell. Say say his name. <laughs> I mean, he's nowhere near the caliber of player of the two guys I just listed. The Anthony, Lakers. Yeah, I, get, I know. Anthony, Anthony. Okay. Stop it. His his body <laughs> is Anthony Davis It is a team full yeah, of Anthony shells. Anthony Davis could retire tomorrow and he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so would D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, he won a title. I think the Lakers. My heart. Like I said, the Lakers, they really they really just suck, but they have two of the best players ever. So who knows? Yeah, I, I, yeah we'll finish ahead of them, but I think, they, I think they're a sneaky playing team. I don't want to play the Lakers in the playing game or I anything. Hate, I hate this, like, I don't want to play the Lakers crap. Bring on it's the Lakers. It's LeBron they, James and D'Angelo Russell. We've seen they what they suck. The reason, the <laughs> no, reason it's LeBron and D'Angelo Russell. We know what, sorry. The reason like, we, we see don't. What, yeah. Yeah, you, you sorry, finish. I was like, we see what D'Angelo Russell can do. We, it's LeBron James. If, LeBron James. If they weren't the Lakers. No, it's. And they had the exact same roster. If they were the Portland Trailblazers with the exact same roster and they had the record they had right now, nobody would be the ringer wouldn't be picking them for sixth best title no, odds. Not they well, not suck. the ringer. I'm talking about them as 10 seed playing whatever. It's D'Angelo Russell and, and LeBron James, dude. The, yeah. Guess how many you can score against those guys every time. Well, the, uh, I'm talking from Timberwolves' perspective. I don't. I don't know if I can bang on that yet. Oh, I, I guess think, my comments. I, I think. Done. I think it just makes you nervous. I think when you have national media that's like, "Oh, look out for this team," it may it naturally makes you nervous about it. This is and an I original, also, organic opinion from me, Durf. How dare you? Are, that stank on I me, also Durf. think. I also think what you're saying is that, like, in a one game playoff or a two game, whatever. Yeah, yeah. like anything like can happen. Yeah. Like I'm scared of the Rockets in a one game playoff. Okay, well, I'm the not, Rockets are horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's what scares me about them. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is play a terrible yeah, team. I want, I we, want the as, Nuggets. As Minnesota fans, we're we are like we've we've been groaning. <sighs> well, gro- especially this year, though. Yeah, that's true. But I, you're 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 trained to think worst worst case scenario, even if logic defies that. Like we shouldn't lose the Lakers. The rapper? but we should be, huh? Logic. So, yeah, ro- logic yeah. defies that. This is He's, not a good bit. Move no, on. it's not. <laughs> Hey, I like your creativity. It just wasn't. Okay, to wrap things up on the Western Conference check-in, uh, it sounds like we're all kind of in agreement. They seem to be right in that 6-7 range. We think that they're behind the Kings and Suns. Uh, I guess you guys think they, they could pass the Kings. I have a harder time believing that unless the Kings really fall off. Um, betting man, I would say they finish behind the Clippers. I think they finish ahead of the Mavericks, Pelicans, Warriors, depending on the step thing, and then obviously like the teams that are way below them. So that puts them like firmly in that six, seven range. But like we said, as high as potentially three. Um, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, if they, I, I think the ambitious, the ambitious outlook, the, the dream scenario, I think is they get to four. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think six or five is where we end up. I think yeah. right where we are is where we're going to Avoiding be. the play-in is huge though, because of how, level the west is right now right even though i'm saying like the lakers suck um anything can happen in one game you know maybe god forbid anthony edwards could be hurt for a one game playoff like there's just like little things that can happen don't say that stuff you know what you should say well i was going to try and segue into joe mama salsa but i forgot that they have um, the, their second, their, their second sponsor s- sponsored segment that they don't know about the big salsa shill of the week presented by Joe mama salsa every week. We're going to pick someone who sucks and they're going to be a shill for big salsa. Then we're going to tell you why Joe mama's is better than big salsa. Uh, this week, the big salsa shill of the week, Bally sports, 
about to go bankrupt. Beck, you gave me a good download of the situation. Do you mind telling us, educating us on the Bally Sports thing and why they are the big salsa show of the week? I mean, it's just a it's just a generational bag fumbling. Like they bought all these RSNs, they paid a truckload of money for all these regional sports networks, and then they went out and they didn't realize that they needed all these streaming services. So they tried to strong arm them into paying like an arm and a leg to get live sports on those streaming services. And they were all like, this is too much. And so they aren't on any streaming services. So the only way you could watch them was to get cable. And then Bally's like, we're going to create our own streaming service and charge $20 a month for it. And it was just too late because everyone had, they had already lost way too much Man. money out of the whole deal. Um, and they're just, they paid too much for it in the start. And then they are losing, like it's just a massive bag public. Mm -hmm. Everyone, the only reason people have cable, the only reason people want these things is for the live sports and they effed that up. I also mm -hmm. like it so I can watch Bad Boys 2 on um on Spike TV every once in a while. Um, what makes them a shill, the big salsa shill of the week, is because it's it makes teams unaccessible and then it costs the teams fans and i think they cost it kind of cost teams like wins and long-term viability and like we see what fans have done yeah, for the timberwolves huge impact you know like well, yeah they 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 talked about this um on dane moore's pod last year they yeah, had we adam morris from dnvr yeah on on his show last year and he kind of did a breakdown of the the bally situation in denver where it was like the worst they have this awesome team they have the greatest player in the history of their franchise and like people can't watch the games mm -hmm. Because they're just not accessible. That's ridiculous. It's horrible for the league. It's horrible for the teams. It's horrible for the players. I just, uh, I hate Bally. It's like the number one topic on any team subreddit this year is it's just, like, where do I watch this Yeah, exactly. Team? Like, yeah. I, do, I can't access the, my favorite team. So I, I, I live I, in the area. I just hope like those RSNs go to like an NBC so you can just get in standard cable or like or, or, or maybe Hulu they or, or maybe they don't even do RSNs and like the NBA just owns it like similar to what the NFL does. I wish that was the mm -hmm. case. I mean, it's so much easier. So, um, Valley sports shill of the week. You're the, you're the big salsa shill of the week presented by Joe mama's salsa. Okay. Joe mama's right. Cause we, we don't F with big salsa. We don't. Okay. I was telling you this off the air. Um, beloved friend of the pod, Joe Perovich brought over big salsa for our Super Bowl party. And I was drinking a little bit. So I was like, maybe I've been too harsh on it. And I dipped a chip in there and I had a gag reflex. You threw up? No, I went, I went, because huh, it was that so salty. And that teaches you for trying to eat big yeah, salsa. I was, even. I know. Ugh. Dude, like I literally, like I went, Ugh. I went, Ugh. it was horrible. And then I went and got my own little Joe Mama's out the fridge because I don't, I don't give that to my friends. It's my own personal stash. Just kidding. Joe Mama's salsa. We know they're big on flavor, but did you also know that they're big on fundraising? Brandon, you know that because I told you about it yesterday. If you coach a youth team or maybe you're like a, a band geek like me and you need to raise some money, you can pedal the most delicious salsa in the game. All right, Joe Mama Salsa. You sell it for six fifty to like your grandma or whatever, and then you keep three bucks for your team or organization and added bonus. Like I said, it's actually delicious. Do you guys do like the the chocolate bar fundraiser back in the day for like middle school? Absolutely. Those were not. That yeah, good. yeah, we did, we did it for wrapping our band. paper. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're not very good, but like Joe Mama's is actually like legit premium stuff, so you can sell things to your friends and your parents' coworkers. Um, like. In good faith. It's yeah. actually a good product. Uh, Joe Mama's comes in five delicious flavors. Original Mama's Baby, which is the mild. Mango pineapple. You know my thoughts. Roasted garlic and smoking hot mama. There's something for every member of the family. Uh, Joe Mama's is already hit with youth hockey teams. 
all over the Midwest. They're, they're doing a lot of hockey fundraising. So as a basketball pod, we have to be like, hey, we gotta get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. So they're expanding to other sports and you can learn how to spice up your fundraising. Get it, spice up your fundraising, like salsa. Nice. JoeMamas.com. Nice. JoeMamas is J-O-M-O-M-M-A-S.com slash fundraising. Durf, we are going so freaking long. Take us through the Timberwolves start, skating game. Once again, you guys always think we're going longer than we are. We started late. Yeah, we, we didn't start until like 620. Because Durf, Durf really got into late. a car accident. We didn't accident. start until 630. Yeah. I flipped my car. We haven't car. even gone an hour yet. I flipped my car and crawled here for you guys. <laughs> Your jeans are You can't see screwed. me. Yeah. Well, if you're watching on YouTube. YouTube maybe you should have crawled faster. If, you, if you're watching on YouTube, my legs are in casts. Yeah. All right. Next let's, time, run instead of crawl. Every morning, I break <laughs> my arms. my hands. I break Everyone's my like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> Glass bones, paper skin. <laughs> Every morning. Oh, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that that chocolate SpongeBob was peddling? <laughs> Joe Mom's is better. Chocolate. SpongeBob would have had a much better time. All right, let's, All right. Get, let's get into Timberwolves waiting game. Would you not agree that SpongeBob would have had an easier time if he was selling Joe Mama salsa? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, except that one guy dude. did buy all his chocolates. Yeah, that's one guy. Convert maybe. What? But what if that guy doesn't like salsa? That guy totally. We don't salsa. know. That guy's a flavor addict. You see him? Okay. All right, Derp. Wolves dating. All right. Game. Wolves dating. This next segment is called the Wolves Dating Game. Uh, let me take you through the rules. I, as always, will pick a. Or there's a random jump. Jumber generator. No, so you jumber generator. Jumber generator, maybe. It's a slur. I don't like it. And then the jumber generator. Yeah. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Transgression. You guys are effing jumber generators. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. The next segment I'm going to take you guys through is the Wolves dating game. Yeah, but what about Jumber Nenerators? Yeah, that's that's going to hit. Um, all right, so the the name of the game is the Wolves dating game. God damn it. <laughs> Just tell us the rules. This is going to be a Wolves Jeopardy all over again. All right. Um, I will use a random number generator. You both will select a number. Whoever is closest will have first choice. Is there a special number? We are what are the numbers to, between? Uh, we're going to do one through 100. Okay. No special number? Um, we always do a special the, number. This is a blind dating game. So I will be giving you the profile of three different in individuals. There are five positions. It is randomized. Ooh. So you're not you're not starting from one through five. Okay. It'll be random. Um, whoever has the first pick, I will read the profiles and you get your first choice from those three profiles. Okay. That, that player is off the board. And whoever, okay, so whoever, it's like it's like first round we do point guard. Well, no, I mean it's gonna be an out of order. So how do we you're not gonna know the position? You're just oh, gonna but know you, the three. you're just gonna make sure uh, yeah, that yeah. you know. Okay, okay. I'm okay. I'm 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 selecting them as oh, like by position. Okay, okay. It's just that the I was just I was just confused because <laughs> I was like, what happens if I just pick multiple point guards? No, no, no. Okay. I what will, if I have two centers on my roster? I will be doing them by position. Well, yeah, you can't do that. No, it's legal. Yeah, you what? definitely shouldn't trade a bunch of picks for them. <laughs> um and this this profile is generally speaking has nothing to do with basketball. This is more of a description of themselves the, as okay. a person. If I if I end up with D'Angelo Russell, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> They're all D'Lo. Is, is it? Wait no. Is it all? Oh, is like, it's it's all D'Lo. Your starting lineup is one through five D'Lo. Is it so? It's all time Wolves. You said or the, yeah yeah. Oh, Cur uh, former and current Wolves. Okay. Okay. And um, you should be selecting your criteria. Should be most likely to date. If I if I'm looking yeah, at romance. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's for kissing this is, and talking. Um, and you get to go on a date with all five of your oh like starting bachelor lineup. style. Bachelor yes. style at the same date. time. At the end, I will. At uh, the end of the date, what happens? <laughs> that's up. To you, you pick a winner. I can't. I, yeah, I can't. you go to the fantasy suite. <laughs> <laughs> what you do in there is up to your own business. All, All right, right, Jally, you pick the number. At the end, I will reveal. Oh, 
the teams and then we will put this to the Twitter This is vote. an exciting game. Ooh. I didn't quite understand the text when you sent. Yeah, Greg. it was hard to like. Derek was just like, we're doing a dating game. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't have to think of it this week. All right, cool. All right. Um, My number that I'm picking is 27 because I love I'm, Rudy Gobert. And I'm I, picking 28. <laughs> oh, strategy boy. <laughs> All right. Generate. The number is 74. So. Ah, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you 50. <laughs> All right. That's why I had you pick first. That's genius. I'm just a dumb idiot. I, everyone knows it. Everyone says it. On All right, Beck. Uh, Brandon. For the first position, um, this candidate has a soft spot for furry friends. His love for animals goes almost as deep as his love for you. He's described by those closest to him as easygoing, level-headed, cool as a cucumber. And speaking of cucumbers, ah, better not get into that. <laughs> Candidate number two, helping to uh, helping to produce. That's the word. Helping to produce helping a track. Yeah, I said product, <laughs> and that did not work. Helping to produce a track on a polarizing rap album. This candidate is sure to make your heart go boom, boom, pow. This candidate overcame a drug addiction early in his career, turning his life around and leading to him developing a foundation to help support and um, to help support fun extracurricular activities for at-risk youth. Candidate number three, known participant of Basketball Without Borders and Habitat for Humanity. This candidate, this candidate's heart for others um, is, is knows no borders or boundaries or out of bounds. This contestant is also a very vocal and leader in his community, lobbying for a state law requiring seatbelts for school buses. Talk about love in action. Candidate number three sounds like a great guy to me. Easy choice. All right. Charitable. I, yeah. I like candidate number one because of the animals. <laughs> All right. They're an animal lover. What else do they do? What else do candidate number uh, one? Candidate number one uh, has a love for furry friends, yeah. as you mentioned. Um, That's great. That's he a also has a, for me. He has a deep love for you. He's described by closest. I'm surprised you didn't go with the rap guy, though. Yeah, I like all genres except for country. All right. Well, the, the, the choices are in. Yeah, the choices are in. They're all locked right. in. Moving on to our next position. Was candidate number two, he overcame a drug addiction, so it's not Ant. Boom I'll, Boom Pow had me thinking Nicki Minaj. I'll, I'll but that's not, Black Eyed Peas. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll reveal everything at the end. All right, um, for uh, player number two. This is Jally's pick now? This yeah. is Jally's pick, sorry, yep. And then you go. So we'll do alternating snake okay. draft. Um, <clears throat> studying communication in college, your relationship is sure to never suffer from lack thereof. That's this contestant's this contestant received the NBA Cares Award. He's sure to make sure your needs are met. His philanthropy includes providing aid and medical equipment to a foundation in his home country. I know who That's this one corny. is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like think I know who this is. Number two. In his free time, this contestant spends his time with it on his owned apple farm you're sure to you're sure to quickly take that title of apple of his eye i'm allergic i don't want he's <laughs> dang it <laughs> he's he's a known philanthropist paying for children fighting various diseases to travel and receive treatment to, in another country he also enjoys kickboxing professionally in his free time the allergies plus the potential never mind i'm not gonna say that all right <laughs> Candidate number three. This contestant has a desire to return to school and finish his degree post NBA. He says kinesiology. He says he wants to be a kinesiologist, but if chosen, <coughs> if chosen, you might call him a cardiologist as he <laughs> may become your doctor of love. This candidate runs a foundation that provides scholarships and under to underserved communities, funding food centers, Salvation Army, and donated funding to NSAR to help NSARS. You know, 
I think I got to go with number three because Allie was a kinesiology major. So I think that's just like it's telling me to fall in love with that dude. All right. Deal. I think number one's a hot, sexy guy, probably. But I'm, I'm going. going I'm going with uh, apple picking kickboxer. Okay. Because right. you because lo- you love to eat apples with your Jimmy's caramel dip. I love I love me some apples. You love his. And fitness. I also think apple picking kickboxer is James Johnson. All right. <laughs> Player number three. Sick husband. <laughs> Player number three. Uh, back to back. This candidate received a degree in communications. Also. He's studied. He's a studied communicator and will make sure not to hold back his feelings for you. He owns and operates his own refreshment company. He spends his time, free time watching <laughs> soccer, specific, specifically Paris Saint-Germain, and being featured in country music videos. Well, yeah. no. Hard no. <laughs> we know who this guy is. Country music soccer fan. It's not who you think it is. I don't know. But it's not who you think. All right, player number two. Named to the UK power list of most influential people of his nationality, get ready to swoon over this man's love for others. Not only is he involved in giving giving support for young children in school, he regularly travels to Europe, Africa, and Asia to support basketball without borders. He's a world food program spokesperson. And when he's not giving his time and energy, he's adding to his $125 million portfolio of condos and apartments. He's also depicted on the Brixton pound currency. Money will not be a problem with this dime piece. He can pound my currency. <laughs> uh, player number three. As if, <clears throat> as if an NBA basketball player wasn't enough, this candidate had to go ahead and become an all-around lovable family man. On top of raising the kids, the NBA player, this NBA player sp- Spends his, spent his early years as a U.S. Army 82nd Airborne paratrooper. He'll be having you ready to settle down and salute. <laughs> Jesus, that was charged. I'm, I'm taking number three. I'm taking the family man. All right. Also, I number two sounds great, but I'm not a big traveler. Okay. And that's a lot of that's a lot of traveling. I that's think. fair. Uh, number one's Jimmy Butler, so I'll take number one. <laughs> Just from assuming. number one's Jimmy Butler. Yeah. But he's like, you just said country music. You hate it. And that's the yeah. genre of music. <laughs> You're going to have to be going to country no, I, music. I hate corporate country. I just decided, I just found this. It's going to be at We Fest every you, summer I just found Jimmy. out when you heard Jimmy Butler likes country. Wait, no, wait, no. The team criteria is based off loving or of encore performance. It's it's specifically who you're you like would hanging fall out. You're like going on a date with this This is guy. a dating game. So we're I going get, dating uh, profile. Well, can you read number two again? Uh, num- number two. <laughs> He's traveling to Europe and Asia. Does basketball without yeah, borders. This is a He's on one. the British pound. Oh, yeah. I want that one. You want that oh, one? yeah. He has a condo portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. I want number two. I'm okay. a gold digger I, right here. Yeah. Number two sounded good to me, except for all the traveling. All right. Uh, we have two more positions to fill. All right. Hell so, yeah. We do. Uh, this boy. is. Did you go first last time? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's my it's, turn. It's all right. Sick. So. Um, another. Pl- <laughs> Candidate number one. Yes. Get ready to set sail and enjoy a glass of Merlot with this world traveler. This contestant is ready to whisk you away and see countries across across the globe. His passion for others is not in question. Get ready for a passion-filled relationship. I feel like this is a lot about your love language because everything's about like how nice they are to other people. But I'm like, how nice are you to me? <laughs> I think I know who that one is too. Um, I have to read the rest. Oh, sorry. So, uh, you're my contestant bad. number two. Success no, knows no bounds with this candidate. When when not playing basketball, he's the CEO of a company, a real estate developer, and runs a barbershop. He's sure to develop your portfolio. Mm. Uh, candidate number three. Known for his love of the game and his desire to shape the youth, 
This candidate went to become went on to become a coach and mentor for many. Minds minds and careers of youth isn't the only thing on his mind to shape. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, I think I like number two. All right. Good. I I like number one. We can get we can get wine drunk together, and it's gonna be very passionate. And I think it's Kevin Garnett. All right. <laughs> Final <laughs> position to fill. Oh, this is Beck. Yes. <clears throat> they, I've they, got a position for him to fill. <laughs> <laughs> they say there's plenty of fish in the sea, which may be true. But can this avid fisherman catch your eye? This contestant is an is an Pass. avid fisherman. I'm not going fishing. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, <laughs> He'd love to take you out on his boat and sit, see which way the waves go. As they say, when the boats are rocking, don't come a knocking. The contestant number two, this family man is sure to make you want to settle down. His love for his two sons comes first and foremost. Basketball yeah. second. This contestant shows his love for others by running a foundation to help families with at-risk youth and younger families not prepared for the financial struggles that life may throw at them. I'm probably going to take that guy, but give me number three. Candidate number three, as an author and former movie star, this candidate is sure to make stars in your eye put stars in your eyes this candidate is is a limited shareholder in a rome football club so get ready to pack your bags and read up on soccer give me number two easy i want number three don't like soccer and i like me a good family man i like right. i like soccer and i want to i'm a, team. a family guy <laughs> <laughs> all right this is exciting who's this our team the big reveal are you ready yes all this right. is going to be out of order because it went shooting guard small forward point guard power forward well can you not center. just read them in a different order uh well it's just okay, I don't yeah just go all right, just all right go so so beck's team starting at shooting guard we have kevin martin Ooh, oh I like dunk man starting at center we have darko milicic yes <laughs> uh starting at small forward we have uh richard coffee Oh, nice. Point guard, we have... Uh, you can hang out with Amir. Point guard, we have Patrick Beverly. Is he the one I'm getting wine drunk with? Yeah, and yeah. And we're having a passionate... Yeah. yeah. I don't. I understand why you would think KG. Um, and then your final is your power forward, and that is Thad Young. Thaddeus Young. Not a bad team. Sounds great. Yes. Yeah, hey, you're too... I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) There's genuine for the for the listeners. There is genuine joy. This went so well. All right, dude. Good dates. I know. Very solid dates. All right. Who do we got? Who do we got? Jordan. Okay. Your starting shooting guard is Alexi Sved. Oh god. (laughs) Uh, I think I'm I'm winning. (laughs) You were very close to taking Isaiah Ryder, and you (laughs) went. <laughs> and you went with Alexi Shred. Oh, all right, all right. I'll do. I'll, I'll do the. I'll do the remaining after this. Okay. So Jordan, your center oh. is Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, nice. Okay. That's great. That's good. Great. Your small forward is Luol Deng. Oh, okay. Good yeah. one. Yep. Uh, your point guard is Terrell Brandon. <gasps> Let's go. Okay, so your team's your team suck it, too. Brandon. Um, and then your power forward is Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Let's go. Right. Can we? Can I trade Patrick Beverly for Kevin Garnett? Because <laughs> I thought. I thought All right. So, uh, w- like when I was setting up this this game, I had a bad option for like basketball. Yeah. A bad player. I'm like a good, pl- like a solid player, and then a good player. Dude, it sounds like you put in like 90 hours of work. So I, yeah. <laughs> I was, this took a lot of writing today. All right. So <clears throat> the remaining that you guys didn't choose for shooting guard, there was Isaiah Ryder. For center, there was Gorgie Jang. 
I knew um, that's, that's the one who yeah, I knew that was that the one NBA was. Cares one. Yeah. yeah. Um, for small forward, there was Jimmy Butler. Um, and then for point guard, there was Will Conroy. <laughs> well, Will Conroy would not like to hang out with me. Yeah. And then power forward, there was Anthony Randolph. Well, I think we both had very I good teams. Did, yeah, I think yeah. I like my team. That's that was solid. an electrifying bit. There here. was a couple that, that I, so I looked up a lot of Wiki, Wikipedia pages. It's really hard to glean information from that. There was a handful where it was just like, he, like the one, the fisherman one, it literally just said likes fishing. And that was the <laughs> only, I don't even remember who that was. <laughs> I think that was uh, that was Andy, Anthony Randolph. I could yeah. not find a single fun fact about Anthony Randolph, so I just had to really embellish the <laughs> He likes fishing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll throw that bit on Twitter, have people vote to see who won. Who had the, the, who the was, best. Who's the hotter team. Yeah, so is it based on basketballs? So it's based for on us, you for us, it's on dating, but for the for the, it's also for. I think it's up the to listeners. the discretion yeah, I think, of the listeners. I think we're just going to put them on up our there. date. We're playing, well, the, or we're playing basketball. We are destroying you because we have Cat and Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yeah, but I have Patrick Beverly and Darko. That's true. That and then true. after our date, we can enjoy some freaking Jimmy's dip. Um, the caramel dip, I think, is out of season, which really bums me out. I think I got the last jar from my local cub. But they have other stuff, like Jimmy's French blue cheese dressing, which combines locally sourced blue cheese crumbles into Jimmy's delicious French dressing. So they're getting they're getting experimental with it. They also got Thousand Island dressing, pineapple coleslaw, my wife's favorite, the smoky dip. She buys Panera and then just dips it in the smoky dip. Ooh, so it's yum. like a combo thing. Because Panera is like hospital food, but Jimmy's is like freaking fire. So that's what she does to get the flavor. And she has so much more. Regardless of what Jimmy's dip of choice, uh, what, regardless of whatever your Jimmy's dip of choice is, it's going to have those high quality real ingredients for a great flavor experience. Jimmy's is a third generation, family run Minnesota company. What's up, Stewartville, Minnesota? Uh, and you can find their products at your local cup or high V. It's time for Random Wolf of the Week. Our oh, wow. wow. Okay, let's see. It's Brandon's time to pick a random wolf. Yes, so we all know the rules. I don't know the five, rules. Five hints. The hints get progressively easier. Anyone who has played for the Wolves in their long history, at least one game, at this point, it is 286 players. As options, seven because so, of Nikhil. He no, he hasn't played yet. yet. You're right. You're right, you're right, he, right. Might, he might play tonight. So as of now, talking, he it might be 287. Yeah. Who knows? So and you get your no hints free guess to start. You do it, Durf. <laughs> Dean Garrett. It is not Dean Dang Garrett. It. That would have been last week. The new bit is just going to be guessing. I Dean know. Garrett. I know. <laughs> Dean. All right, I'm ready. I'm, I get nervous when Brandon does it. I know. He's going to make these, us feel so good. Because I got these good, these good ass hints. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that whole list of 285. Yeah, he's really 286. All right. It. Hint number one. Number, number one. one. <laughs> he made nine three pointers in his 13 year career. Okay, so it's a, it's a big man. That's a big man. That's a big man. Uh, Zydrunas Algalskis. Just kidding. He didn't play for us. No. Are you going to guess Zydrunas Algalskis? No. Uh, was I? I don't remember. Was Al Jefferson a good shooter? Did he shoot? Let's guess Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson is incorrect. I, yeah, I he was too much inflection. I wasn't even yeah. gonna believe you. Yeah, yeah. It was All a right. Split second there, where I was like, wait a minute, this is fight or flight. Yeah. Hint, <laughs> hint number two. Number two. He played for eleven teams okay. in his thirteen-year oh, career. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. I am not going to list the team, please. I don't have him here. Oh my god. Okay, what's his name? I'll tell I'll find him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, okay. Oh yeah, he's a Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh 
Costa Kufos. He was a guy that bounced around a lot. He was a big man. He didn't shoot very much. Did he play for us? Yeah. I remember, I remember when he bricked a dunk once and I watched and I laughed. Um, yeah, maybe. But also, I, I'm really drawing a blank. Did Luke Richard Mbambute, could he shoot? He, he, well, he didn't play. He hasn't played 13 I'm gonna, years. I'm just going to let you in on this. Luke Richard Mbambute couldn't shoot for the Wolves, but he made a lot of threes for the Rockets. All right. I'm not going to guess that one. Then. Yeah, let's, do, let's do Coast Kufos. Coast Coast Kufos is incorrect. Oh, I really had a lot Shoot. of faith in that one. Hint number three. Number three. He coached his alma mater to an NCAA championship in 2014. Oh, this is who, cool. Who won in 2014? The only college coach I know is Don Staley from the South Carolina women's basketball team. I'm trying to think of teams that have won. Not Gonzaga. They've had the same coach for like. 20 years yeah. and he did not play for the Wolves. Oh, yeah. He played for the Bobcats. Adam Morrison. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're the NCAA let's guy. Let's say this is not going to help. Um, I believe in you so much and your mustache. Who, can you think of any former Wolves that coached? I don't know anything about Also, especially if you only played for like a year. Um, he's got, okay. Well, let's wait just, a minute. No, Fred Hoiberg hit so many threes. <laughs> <laughs> and he coached for like Nebraska. Yeah. Well, I, didn't he do Iowa State? Yeah. Oh yeah, he. But they, I mean, State. they didn't win a yeah. championship. It's still red. So, so just oh, yeah, just before he we also coached Nebraska. Don't wanna, we don't want to belabor this, but just real quick, it's 2014, and he had to have been old. Like he's out of the league. Ah, uh, so, so we're talking about a mid 2000s era type dude. Yes, this is gonna be that, your that's, more. That's a that's a great time for random wolves. Yeah, <sighs> your, this is your. I'm just gonna say Michael Olowokandi just to keep the game going. Michael Olowokandi is incorrect. Clue number four. I think we're losing this one, dude. Yes. He I'm played nervous. 50 games for the Wolves and started 21 of them in the 08-09 oh, season. Okay, let's see. That's 08-09. Um, this is this is a desert for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang um, on. 08-09. I, I think I might have you guys on this one because I don't know if clue number five will get it for you, but it might. It's not. For some reason, Ryan Hollins is popping in my brain, but he does sports analysis. He doesn't do coaching, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he, was he a center. He didn't start. I don't fucking remember. Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins is incorrect. Clue number five. This is gonna bother me because you're gonna say the name. And I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, obviously. I'm pissed. He Please. shares a first name with three former Timberwolves and two current Wolves assistants. Hmm. Like Micah Parsons. Two current. It's old. not Micah Parsons. That's wait. That's what's that? Micah Nori. So that's the game. What's the what's the, who's the current guy that's doing like the who's the current guy that's doing Elston? I, mean, I don't know anyone named Elston, and there's no one on the, on the wall. Who's the, who's the who's the guy who was just doing it that I was texting you guys about? Um, was the tall guy. Oh, the new just the new guy. It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy doesn't strike me the way Pablo or Micah or Elston does. He has no uh, vibe. Pablo. No, Pablo. Well, there's no current person named Pablo. On this. So wait, no. Can you say no. the clue again? Shares a first name with three other former Wolves and two current Wolves assistants. Ah, uh, this is a terrible fifth clue. <laughs> no, it's a really good yeah, one. It, I, it's I it's gonna it's a good one when you know what his first name oh is. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna guess. Uh, I don't know, dude. Pass. I'm just, passing yeah, the just, final just, one. Just guess someone. Irvin Johnson. Irvin Johnson is incorrect. I'll give you a bonus six clue. <gasps> okay. Yes, yes, yes. The first name is the most notable first name in Wolves history. Kevin. 
Kevin Hansen and Kevin Burleson. Okay. Our assistant coaches. Wait, Kevin, I thought Kevin Burleson wasn't a current. He got. So there are four Kevins in Wolves history. Three of them are very obvious. Yes. <laughs> um, and there's a coach that used to be Kevin. Kevin. Oh, oh he's still Kevin. <laughs> yeah. But Kevin, that's Kevin Burleson isn't on the staff anymore. He was when I Googled the Wolves staff. I No, he got. Who was 2009? I swear he, he took another job. Anyway, this doesn't matter. Um, so Kevin, 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 Kevin Conrad. No, no, I don't know. Kevin James. Kevin James is incorrect. The correct answer so is mad. Kevin Ali. Damn oh, it! Man. I, the three pointers hint was designed to throw you off because Kevin Ali is not a big man. He is a point guard. Ah! But he was not a shooter. Dang it! Because I, I I went full big man. Yeah, and the other Kevin, so the other Kevins are obviously Kevin Garnett, Kevin Love, and Kevin Martin. Oh, dude, uh, that was a great first first clue to throw the set. Yeah, I don't Damn. know who that is, so I was oh. not gonna guess. Oh, he yeah. was, so he was, he was the like Sixers, a, right? Yeah, he he played four years with the Sixers. Other than that, he never played for a team for more than one okay. year, and he just bounced around the league. He was like a journeyman. Point guard, like I said, he made nine threes. He never shot. Yeah. Dang, I'm dude. He was like really old when the Wolves got him. I'm glad I didn't guess Kevin Conroy because he was the original voice of Batman, the animated series, <laughs> who just passed Will, away. He had Will Conroy yeah, on the brain. On the brain yeah. Oh, man. Brandon, good. Random. Wolf. I think that's the first stumpage. I, no, you stumped me with Felipe Lopez right, on the yeah. Crunchwares No Pants Beat Down Beat Off. <laughs> I forgot about the Crunchwares No Pants Beat Down Beat <laughs> Which Off. Which I was there for. Yeah, you're yes, totally, you was totally yeah, I was not there sick at home. very that. much there. Well, gang, thank you for listening to another rousing edition of Crunchwares No Pants. Make sure you please freaking follow us on social media at No Pants Crunch. Also, please tell your friends about us. Put the link tree or like whatever. Just share the episode with your group chat of choice. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Yes, point. Leave us a nice review. Uh, we got a nice review <laughs> suggesting <laughs> that Chilenga hosts the pod from now on. It's like no offense to the guys, but Chilenga is just so good. I'm not. I don't disagree. I yeah. do not disagree. Yes. With that. I that think was that was time. probably from Chilenga, but who there, knows? There's no way to know. The name was Dilo Apologist, and he is a Dilo Apologist. We bond <laughs> the name over that. was Chilenga. <laughs> have, let's have Chilenga on every try of the year. Every trimester. Tri every trimester. <laughs> we have the the try the tri yearly Chilenga beat town beat up. Um, we love you so much. If you drive like an idiot um, on the icy roads, that's dumb. Be safer. We'll be mad at you.